Hello everybody, welcome to Vantage Point, the place for me, Glass Half Dead, to talk about the subjects I want to talk about without having to care about my YouTube channel and analytics. So expect some heavily rambling content as I turn the conceal order on what I want to talk about to an engage order. And you know, when I first wrote that, it was a long time ago and I felt very clever for coming up with that on the fly. Now I'm just like, yeah, everybody knows what that means. Uh, so anyway, today... I have some very special guests, and they're special because they don't care about what I care about, and we're going to be talking about that in this uh, in the, in this episode of Vantage Point. That's right, we're talking about narrative with Once Upon a Kill Team. Hi guys, how's it going? Hello, it's going well. Great. Yeah, hi, really, uh, really lovely to be here. <laughs> So, on the off chance you're watching it now, along with us uh, on stream, on Twitch, hi, how's it going? Uh, F's in the chat for my internet connection, probably. Um, and on the off chance you're watching this by video, on the top right, uh, we have Jason. Hi, Jason. Hello. Excellent. And below us, we have Sean. Hello. I got, I got both of your names right as well. There we go. Amazing. Amazing. Because let me tell you, when I did this years ago with Command Point, I actually cannot tell the two apart. So I don't I don't know who's here. <laughs> I don't know who's here. So I got it right. Awesome. Uh so guys, you have a podcast primarily, but you also have an Instagram. It is called Once Upon a Kill Team. Do you want to tell us what that is and how you managed to get onto the most vaunted of all kill team podcasts, Vantage Point? Yeah, of course. Uh, Jason and I are part of like a, a narrative group that mainly played down at Bad Moon Cafe, and we were just really struggling to find any content out there for people who were interested in narrative. And we'd all played tons of match play, and we're just like, no one's talking about this. Like, we're starting up a campaign. I want to know how to get into it. And Jason's in the mindset of like, well... If it's not out there, we may as well do it ourselves. And here we are now. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Jason, anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, no, only that um, it's uh, kind of one of my motives in life to kind of be, be the thing that you you really want want to see out there. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we followed uh, people like yourself and a number of other sort of... Uh, um providers and you've you've given us loads of loads of hints over the years for various things i'm sure these will come up in the in the course of our discussion but you know like one 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 would be boss battles you you did a little episode about boss battles and that just sparked off about 50 ideas you know that sean and i have talked about and then we didn't hear any more <laughs> so it's that kind of thing we want, we want to take those those brilliant snippets that we've heard yeah, you know, for people like yourself, and mm -hmm. and and sort of run with them a little bit. Sure. Well, and also when we, but also we don't like tournaments. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yes. You know, I I don't know how I became the guy that is a tournament player. I'm I'm not at all. I haven't been to a kill team tournament since um, I mean, like six months or something at all. Was it? It was the one that we were at in November, wasn't it? I feel like the last one I went to was in Warhammer World. Uh, okay. Um, but I can't remember when that was, so have to pass on that. But it could have been the bad, 
No, I... Wasn't I TOing at one in Bad Moon? I don't know. I don't know. You, there were, you, you, go. Were running your, you were running your Grey Knights. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't remember. Pass. Pass. That, that was way back when. That... Yes. If, if it wasn't this year, it's gone. Frankly, if it wasn't the last five minutes, it's gone. That's how I feel <laughs> right now. So, you know, nice low-energy podcast for us all. Uh, Academic Chris is in ch Twitch chat. Hello. He's skipping out on work, listening to the best kill team podcast around and okay. also glasses on it yeah hi um we will be doing a double episode here of course uh so this is obviously vantage point it's going to be about an hour ish and then straight away we're going to start recording an episode uh for you guys i will give the listeners who are obviously gagging to know what on earth this episode is a quick heads up we're going to be discussing as you probably know from the title uh, how to ensure that your narrative rules are balanced, okay? So, like, we're going to be looking at the mechanics a little bit and kind of general rules to follow if you're looking at making your own narrative stuff uh, for the first time, I suppose. Um, and I think then we're going to go over to you guys after we've kind of looked at the mechanics. And what are we going to talk about over there, guys? We, we got asked a really interesting question um, through Reddit, which uh, has been on my mind a bit, which was uh, from, a, from a player who said, and I'll quote, how do I convince my friends to play narrative kill teams when they're on the fence about kill team altogether because of the balance issues? And I thought there were a couple of interesting questions within that that um, are worth discussing. And it kind of brings up the, the, the balance and word again okay so kind of like after you've created what we will hopefully lay out as a balanced rule set then it's over to the social side how do you, how do you actually convince people sort of yeah yeah and i thought yeah. that was quite good especially as they mentioned how someone it clearly got a group of friends thinking they don't want to play kill team because they're worried that it's you know the you know harlequins dominate at the moment or something like that sure. i suspect well, uh, if I may throw my hands up and praise Kill Team for a moment, I think that's really uh, a much larger issue with 40k than it is with Kill Team. I know everyone had the big Pathfinder scare, uh, but you know what? Okay, Pathfinder's got, got a little balance touch, and now they are hardly placing, you know? So I, I think... It seems that we're in pretty good hands when it comes to balance uh, in, in Kill Team. I think, I think you're right. Things are starting to like level off at the top, as it were. Yes. And, you know, you're always going to have a top faction, right? Like, uh, it's possible that the next faction to release will be that top faction and everyone's going to cry power creep. But it's also possible that it's not. And, you know, we're going to have Vet Guard, Pathfinders and Void Dancers as everyone's big, scary top. But also, more and more now, now that people have let the dust settle a little bit and have stopped uh, knee-jerking, uh, I'm also hearing more and more people say, uh, actually, Void Dancers are okay. They have some strong matchups, but eh, they're okay. So, yeah. yeah, who knows. But before we dive into sort of the discussion on the main topic, I thought we'd do something which I don't normally do. But, uh, you know, just for you guys, this is. So, yes, yes. So, 
before we dive into the main topic, let's talk about the hobby that we've done recently. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't do this because I forget. But whenever you guys start a podcast, uh, sorry, and whenever anybody does a podcast, they always start with like the, <laughs> let's have a chat, let's talk about the hobby we've done, that kind of thing. Because I think, you know, a, a lot of people, they're just in the, in the, in the Warhammer vibe, in the hobby vibe, and they might not be interested in the specific topic that you're covering that day. But they listen to you every week and they like to know what you're doing so yeah. guys what hobby i i guess it, there's no point saying what hobby have you done this week because we don't know what you've done ever before but uh what are you up to at the moment what projects are you working on well well let, let, let's just start with the, uh, the the premise that uh comes up on our show quite a bit and when we talk out outside of the show is that i basically like to just build things as they come out of the box and paint them you know hopefully to a reasonable standard but pretty much don't change a thing and sean has never knowingly not kit bashed anything he's ever bought in his entire life i wouldn't know how to build something that just come out of the box hopefully so that's... they look similar enough to what they're meant to be like but okay. yeah okay okay so I, so I kind of feel I have to defend just it's okay to just paint stuff normally. Um, sure. And, sure. Uh, uh, but, you know, the, the kit basher crowd. Uh, yeah, so so hobby-wise, um, the, the, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to sort of give you a long, long, sad story about how I, when I started Kill Team, I, um, I thought vet, Veteran Guard were too complicated, so I bought five infiltrators. Nice. And they came, I got them on eBay, and they came um, painted in some colours, a base coat of some colours. And I just wanted to get to the table quick and, and start playing, so I just finished off some highlights. True and, gamer. Excellent. But I never liked the paint scheme, and I just wanted to, to just, and it's, since, since the six-person team came along, obviously I'd have to buy another model. So I just bought another set of infiltrators yeah. the day before the new box was announced sure yeah classic and i think i'm the only person on earth who is very excited about infiltrators okay so i'll probably be getting that box so Great. i have uh, the only marines i have in my entire collection are i now have about 700 infiltrators so... you've got 11 surplus <laughs> marines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, I've, been, I've, been, I've I started undercoating some of the ones I got recently just to practice a scheme. Um, and the other thing that I got, uh, we, this might come up in our, our chat. We, um, I got some an assassins team, an imperial assassins team, uh, that we might use for part of our narrative play, which is a lot of black. And I've kind of realised that highlighting a lot of black is. Not my usual You're thing. You're not looking forward to all those lenses, uh, either, are you? Yes. No, it's a But yeah, that 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 that's that's my that's my ho hobby. Um, sad story for you. <laughs> Isn't it frustrating that painting black, which should very clearly be the most, you know, it's just black, is actually one yeah. of the yep. most annoying, hardest things to do? Yeah, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. All right. Uh, so yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say, speaking of black, I've just been adding to my oh, death no. watch even more. So, uh, I've been hacking is the wrong word, but there has been some <laughs> overzealous cutting of I've cut up Ragnar Blackmane to make myself a Primaris uh, watch Captain Artemis. The, nice. uh, I think I saw that the Death Watch. posted um, probably in my Discord. Yeah, I would have put it down in the down in the modeling chat. Yes, I I, I could tell it was uh, Ragnar because you've kept the pose and the leaping off a thing, yeah. haven't you? It's yeah. one of the best dynamic poses. It is. Yeah, sure. exactly. And and the the original uh, Captain Artemis pose has that like running stance to it, and I couldn't be asked of reposing something else so i went who right who's the right size and is in the right pose sure so i'm in the the midst of shaving off wolf bits and putting on some mortifactors heraldry okay um i'm gonna throw it out there who or what are the mortifactors well that's a question <laughs> yeah. it's i don't know more skulls and bones they're okay. think think uh, Caracodons, but without the shark theme. Okay. I've probably butchered the name there. But they're... Carcarodons or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would have thought uh, as narrative all, guys, all... you'd, you'd be well up on uh, on saying their names correctly. Or is that not the narrative you enjoy? Oh my god. <laughs> you haven't heard the podcast, have you? I can't say a single <laughs> no, name of anything correct. Okay. That's also assuming we know everything. Uh, um, yeah, I I would the, assume so. Surely anyone that starts any sort of content creation knows everything <laughs> about what they're... Absolutely you know, everything. Yeah, I, yeah. I like to th think of myself as skimming the top and just okay. like little touch points of a... Well, I'll, I'll delve deeper at some point. Okay. So you're like an iceberg of knowledge, just with exactly. but nothing beneath the surface. It's just, <laughs> I'm you're just all floating above. on the top. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Excellent. Good. Um, what have you been up to? Um, so I've recently gotten this crazy idea. So uh, I, because you know, I, I for whatever reason have created a channel where I talk about myself a lot, but never about my Madness. hobby. Um, which was probably a mistake. Probably my own fault because I continually say how much I hate hobby and painting. Uh, I'm starting to connect some links on that one. Um, what am I doing? So I, I had this crazy idea of doing a huge narrative battle report campaign. And it was inspired by a new paint scheme that I came up with, or whatever, which is um, nighttime. So it's night fighting, but as if, you know, uh, like World War Two style, World War One style. Where someone fires up a, a red flare, and that's the only thing lighting the entire the entire ground. So nice. the so every faction currently I've just done my commandos this way uh, would only have as the only light on themselves red from the flare. Um, <clears throat> but then to kind of bring that to life, uh, I've done it very quickly with just uh, some zenithal sprays straight from the rattle can, no airbrush for me. Um, so I start with a black, and then from the angle, as if it's just like a single angle, um, I do a a dark blue zenithal, uh, and then I do a 
from a from just a single angle, a single burst of spray, a red spray again from the rattle can, and then to finish it off, I just take uh, just a, a a bright red highlight, uh, specifically uh, the P3 line of paints, Kador Kador red highlight is called, and just give that a little flick on the top, um, and nobody gets it. But then when I tell them, imagine it's a flare and it's nighttime. They're like, oh, I see it. So that's good enough for me. I can I can envisage our whole team. They're, they're going to look incredible. Um, yeah, there's that yeah. there's that there's that scene in the film 1917. Have you seen yes. that? Where he's he go, he's going through a city. Is yeah. that the is that the effect? That's amazing. I love it. Yes, so I actually looked at that as like, oh, I'm trying to figure out how things would actually look. But the flares used in that, although they are red, they're so far away, you don't get this huge, like, very deep red on him. It's actually more yellowy white. Um, mm. So, But I've looked at a bunch of, like, reference images of people holding a flare, like there, like a red flare, and just how light that makes them. And I'm vaguely trying to copy that, but like, Just but it's super all dramatic lighting. Yes, exactly. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's got me really hyped at the moment. Um, and then you need yeah. to do a whole set of terrain with yes. the same angle of flare. <laughs> oh yeah. So his it's going to be called something like um, the Long Night Kill Team, the Long Night or something. And the cent oh, no. and it's going to be put on a full six by four table, right? And the center will be a big. Uh, I have a bunch of the Chownath boxes. Yeah. So I ha I have Chownath, and I have which is the same kit as the original Kill Team starter set. So you know the Imperial ruins, and then from that same set I also have um, a bunch of the ruined ones, but then also the I think it was called the Basilicanum that has two statues. So I have loads of that terrain, and I'll just build that all up, and that will make a huge fortification in the middle, and that's where. Whoever my viewpoint of the scenario will be, like that's that's their thing, and that's right in the middle, because then in each corner you have a different like um, set of terrain. So like I could then go and take either more uh, imperial gothic ruins, or I could put the Octarius one side, and that's where they have to fight off the orcs for one hour, mm -hmm. and then. You know uh, the Nakam stuff over there, and they have to fight off the lead, you know that kind of thing. And yeah, it will it all be fantastic. done in the same scheme. Am I ever going to do that? It seems a long shot, if I'm honest. Uh, but you never know. You've got to have a hobby, right? You've got to have a goal as well. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Yeah. Imagine yeah. just shooting it, and you've got all the lights off, apart from like a, a little red filter on, yeah, a, on yeah. an angle poise or something. Oh, I've been thinking about that. I think in reality, due to how cameras work, that wouldn't work. And you'd yeah. have to just have it all very brightly lit, but then film it all on a green screen and just green screen in a night sky. I'll uh, do it in post for you. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Just do it in post. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is such a, an annoying thing uh, that you have to light things really brightly to get any effect you want. Uh, I mean, unless you're like some actual good photographer but i'm not <laughs> um but yeah there you go so that's what's got me really excited and i mean you know it's possible it's possible that i'm doing a little bit of work on another 
team that can't really be spoken about just yet, you know? Right? Hush, hush. So, you know. And uh, not as good as a wink. Exactly, exactly. I'm very excited for those. Uh, talking about that, though, let's have a quick whine about... Uh, you said you, you're, ex you're the only person excited for Infiltrators. As far as I can tell, uh, most people seem to be... They sound really boring and yeah. uh, all look the same. They do, though, don't they? Uh, well, look, Order has got to come to this galaxy somehow, sure. Andy. That's uh, fair. You know, you can, all run around. <laughs> <laughs> you can all run around having fun being chaotic, but somebody's got to just, you know, play so nanny. do the taxes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's right. How can you say they all look the same? Have you seen the size of those purity seals? That veteran is like... <laughs> Huge, yeah. <laughs> He's got this That's big old birthday no badge sense. on his chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 105 <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for me, so I, I, I understand that, like, you know, it's an infiltrate, it, it, or it's, it's a Phobos squad. They should look uniform, right? Yeah. Like, because it, it's the army, essentially. They can't be crazy. Um, they're, they're all essentially the same. But just... I don't know, man. When when you see some of the crazy, like, for example, if you were to look at the legionary stuff, you would never think that that Balefire Acolyte is from the same kit. That could be a character model, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, and then sure. you look at um, Infiltrator Man, whose only conversion is pointing. That That's it. He just points. It's like, ah, come on. What's that? It's like they, they all could have been like the, you know, the Phobos lieutenants. Yes. Like there's, there's was the leaping say. one with the grenade, and then there's the um, yeah. there's the one that was in Shadow Spear, I think, who's like leaning on a crate or something. Yes, the Phobos lieutenant, the Phobos captain, and uh, yeah. the Reaver, I think, lieutenant. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah I think yeah. Who's the jumping guy? They all look great. They're amazing. And you could great have had, you could have had a team of those. Yes. I mean, that's exactly what I've done for mine. I was um, gonna say I've seen it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, went, I bought those three characters, and then the other three, um, originally, I they were just generic-looking infiltrator guys, because I'd already done yep. them ages ago. But then I, then I saw somebody had done a great conversion for um, making them look like scouts. So they... Did you see that? It was in the Adeptus Astartes channel on my Discord. And it's... They've uh, kept the... I may have done. Okay. So they kept the Reaver torso and head and forearms and then gun. But they swapped the legs out and the biceps. They're the Goliath legs. For the Goliath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought those looked great. And now I need to do that. Which is very sad for me. Yeah. So if I was into kit bashing, I'd probably quite like to put a camo cloak on a few, sure. a few of them, maybe. Oh, I mean, that's the other one, right? So, obviously, there's a marksman, which we know about. That has to be an eliminator. How could it yeah, not Yeah, why be? isn't it? Yeah, that's cr that's the craziest thing ever. And, like, his... Got... his it doesn't even look like a sniper rifle. It's just a... It Longer looks like any gun other gun. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was very disappointed with their models. The, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like they just, they just missed a chance. Yeah, like... I agree. It's the poster boys, know. and I don't want them on my poster, you know? Yeah, they've, well, they've been lacking this whole time, and it's just, it, it feels weird. Like, as if they're holding something back. 
But then this mm. was meant to be a big reveal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Marines. Like, uh. And yeah. And you're just like, oh, fine. Yeah. Just to just a just a little last ditch defense. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. We, we we've we've sorry, got Jason. a <laughs> I've got a, I've got somebody somebody's gotta stand up for these poor Someone helpless does, guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, we we we've got a we've got a thing that we, that we talk about quite a lot, which is kill teaminess. So how kill teamy is your kill team? Sure. And um you know, how appropriate for behind the lines stealthy whatever is is the team, you know, and notoriously you know custodies seem appalling that kind of thing and uh but but infiltrators seem just about perfect for the whole ethos of the game so i think one of the things that um i think i've heard you mention actually is that they they do look totally like this is a you know special forces team that does does all that kind of stuff and could do all those special missions so yeah for sure so they get you know, three ticks just just for that, for me at least. Definitely, but, they're, you know. they're on brand. Yeah, they're on yeah. brand. Um, yeah. I think them, Pathfinders, Commandos, are kind of the three. These are the guys. These are the Spec Ops guys. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. That's that's fair. That's fair. Although I think I think very mind Sean's here. I don't want to upset him, but I think we had. Um... Death Watch is number three because okay. they're even called kill teams. Yes, but <laughs> we don't have them. So what? What could we do? It's crazy yeah. we didn't get Death Watch. I agree. I agree. It makes no sense. We we convert them and proxy them as something else, don't we? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm running. I'm running mine as Walk Coven at the moment. So ah, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. What was it? Man, I get the craziest comments on my channel just yesterday so what uh you know a while ago i did a video saying exactly that hey you want to play good marines proxy them as warp coven because you can do uh like space wolves or black templars or anything like warp coven's a great team to proxy marines for and that's just, exactly why i'm doing it just yesterday some that was a very heavily downvoted video of mine. People didn't like that suggestion. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, just yesterday, certain, another person randomly left a message saying, this is a weak video. I was like, weak? <laughs> God damn, okay, all right. And he's like, if you want to play Marines, there's a Marine team. Don't proxy. I was like, that's true. Right that's true. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people going like, why are you running accounts as? You've got the rules. You like they're written. You don't have to pretend. So I'm like, <laughs> this whole thing is pretend. We <laughs> yeah, it's... we can do whatever we want. That's the what? craziest idea. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, I just mentioned that because I think it was literally yesterday that they posted that on that video, <laughs> and I was like, who who cares this much? anyway uh okay so uh that's been a solid half the runtime of this podcast talking about not the main subject so shall we get to the main subject yeah yeah (laughs) so let's talk about the main subject so obviously i'm with the narrative guys i'm currently thinking about narrative ideas uh myself my own things i guess maybe uh so i thought that we'd talk about 
considerations into creating balanced narrative, which will of course lead on to how do you assuage people's fears that you're just throwing together broken stuff because you're some like weird win at all cost power gamer person, but you're but you're not good enough to play in a tournament, so you're doing it in narrative or something. So, but yeah, we're going to look at the actual kind of the mechanical side of it now. Um, I, I, I don't know how this is completely freeform. I have not thought about this at all before right this second. So if I had, I'd probably taken some bullet points or something. Um, but we're going to look at a team that you created, Sean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I had the I had the inspiration of uh, I think it was just after Custodes got uh, the the extra APL knocked out of them, yeah. and I was like, well, I really want to run a super elite team. Yeah. Who else is super elite? And I was like, Imperial Assassins. Sure. And they're they're obviously, as we said, super kill teamy, really flavorful. Yeah. And I want people to be scared of four models. Okay. If that makes sense. Oh, well, hey, they were. So, beginning of this game, they were very afraid of four models. Exactly. So we know it's doable. Um, so do you want to give us like a quick rundown of the team itself? Because obviously, although we have all seen the document, uh, and I can link to it, the majority of the people here are going to be, you know, podcast. So yeah, do you want course. to break the team down for us a little bit? So... I've written a data slate for essentially one of one of one of each of the main uh, houses. We've got we've got our Eversaw, the uh, Kaleidos, the Kalexus, and the Vindicare, and they all kind of fill the roles that we see a lot of bespoke teams certainly slotting into. So you've got your close combat, you've got your marksman, you've got your like infiltrator, and then someone who does psychic shenanigans and. And these four fit into that very nicely. They're, they're built for it, some might say. Um, so my my Eversaw, you know, he's got... He's hitting on twos. He's essentially got a power weapon. But it's also got stun as well as the lethal 5+. You know, just just giving it that extra keyword to, to put it that level above um, a lot of other people. Vindicare, the Exodus rifle is fully lives up to its name. There's no uh brought in a rule from Big Hammer where you're just not allowed to take invulnerable saves, and it is AP one. Mm. We might play with that a bit, but but just bring in the you have to roll your dice, and you're going to roll less dice okay. because he's that good. Yeah, but uh, okay. Kalexus, maybe not everyone's take every single game, and I haven't thought about swapping them in and out. Should you should you want like a roster, but as a standalone, four of them running together seem to balance each other. Okay, all right. Uh, so, out of curiosity, where did you start with this team's rules? Like, what was the thought process? So I. I started looking at custodies because I wanted assassins to be survivable. Obviously, we can't give them a million wounds each. Nope. And then uh, they they all have 11 wounds for the most part. I'm looking at two that have 14, but that may be a yeah. leftover. And, and oh, is I, that, that not right? That's meant to be... A, that's meant to be... Let me... 
Okay. And on the fly as we were. Okay, all right. I did this I did this at like two or three in the morning after oh, just okay. being super inspired by something. So so <laughs> eleven wounds. So so they're they're kind of on par with firstborn marines. Because okay. they're all meant to be super amped up on all these yeah. drugs and adrenaline and everything. Um and then normal defense three, three up save. Um but they've all got a four up in vulnerable as well. Just to I know have we got a four up in vulnerable in any of the other teams at the moment. I think everyone's a five up. Uh, no, the worm blade uh, the cult agents have four plus mm. involves. Okay. I know because I failed several dice rolls yesterday on that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also what a, a storm shield gives you, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, so if someone's bringing a weapon that you actually are scared of and need to use your invulnerable save, it comes down to a coin flip essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I again, I uh, have been exceptionally busy today and I'm feeling quite frazzled now. So I've only just had a chance to look at these about 10 minutes before uh, we started streaming or recording, whatever. Um, and to be honest, I quite liked what I saw. Like, it, I guess I'm, I'm not as narratively inclined as you guys. And... A, a big thing that I imagine we'll talk about more in, in your episode is that I would rather uh, underpower myself than mm. have the fear that I win because I've made bullshit rules, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'd hate that because, you know, my opponent would feel bad unless they knew that this was like a hardcore, I've, I've only glanced at the rules once kind of game and they know they're going to go up against some weird stuff. Um, but I quite liked a lot of your stuff. There was a couple of things that I thought were interesting. But I guess if we want to kind of go down how I would approach it. Obviously, you, you start with your theme, what you want to create. Yeah. I think your best bet is to then take a team that exists. So in your case, it was kind of custodes almost. Mm -hmm. um, and do your best to shape what you want to fit that team to begin with. Obviously, you're, you're going to find limits. Like, you know, uh, for example, Custodes all have 18 wounds. You said, now nah, let's have 11, right? Like, you know, th there's, there's obviously that. I think that when it comes to kill teams specifically, that's what we're talking about, there are some hard limits, which is that unless you have, like, the, 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 the stat line itself is actually relatively fixed. You're either yeah. APL or two or three. That's it. There, there, there isn't a four in the game anymore. There isn't a one. You're almost certainly movement three. Three circle. Right? Like, the only movement four in the game is a crew hound. Which mm -hmm. is very strange to make an exception for that one, but it survived FAQ, so that, that is real. It uh, is what it is. Exactly. So unless you have, unless you're doing something insane, like you know, boss battle, it's a land speeder. You know, yeah. uh, you're probably doing movement three circle. GA. That's a well understood mechanic now. Um, it, it's probably going to be a one. A one is always a, a safe bet. To make it a two means that it's a very weak model that you're including. You know, I, I think that's all pretty, pretty standard. Uh, 
your defense is always three. There is no exception to that. I, I think that's that's fair to say. Uh, and then I think save is quite easily understood because ultimately we are drawing it drawing in from forty k. Uh, and most people are going to be ultimately converting a 40k unit into Kilty rules, I imagine. Yeah, you, you want to play with the models you've got, surely. Exactly. Exactly. And then Wounds. Now, Wounds is where it gets a little bit interesting, and it, re it super depends on, on what it is you're trying to recreate. Like, you went, I would argue, quite low in Wounds when you consider it's um, a four-model team. But... Mm -hmm. I think that's also probably the correct choice because ultimately it's four models, so they, they can't be seven because you might just yep. get sniped by a LAS gun. Yeah, um, you know? no, no one wants that. No. Uh, but then, you you know, if, if I'm facing against someone and they're like, oh, yeah, so I'm only four models. I'm like, oh, okay, that, that's a tough team. They're 26 wounds each. It's like, hmm, maybe I don't want right. to play you. <laughs> uh, you know, are they dreadnoughts? What's going on? Um, so, yeah, I, I think the wounds is where it really comes down to something that requires tweaking. For example, um, I would say, though, one thing that is true across all of the factions is that the sergeant model, the leader, always has plus one wound. At yep. least plus one wound. And so you, you probably should stick to that. Um, yeah, I found it really hard to work out which one should be the leader. You went if any, because they're all kind of yeah. yeah. Interesting. I Interesting. figured. Oh, I figured they'd be the the <clears throat> brains of the operation. Okay. okay. Uh, Fair. I mean, I just read Assassinorum Kingmaker. I don't know if you read that. I haven't yet. It's a. It's oh, okay. on. It's on my uh my wish list. To, well, I, sh to I shan't say next. anything. Um, but the leader in that is a vindicate. So okay. in my mind, I'm like, that makes sense because he sits at the back. He's always got a good view on everything. You know, he can shout orders sort of stuff. Um, but they're all top tier assassins. It just happened in that particular mission that the Vindicare was. It was the one leading. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so, you know, so that's the stat line. There's not really a huge way to deviate from the stats. Um, yeah. With, without somebody questioning things quite heavily, I, I would argue. Yeah. Then once you've got that, you have to think about what it is you're trying to simulate, at, which is the point at which it becomes really difficult to have this discussion. Uh, because it's not like we could break down every archetype. But let's do that. So, uh, basically, there are three archetype, archetypal teams in Kill Team. There is Elite, there is a Swarm, and there is a Medium. The archetypes that we can think of this as would be Marines, are the Elites. Yeah. Okay, so you've got very small, um, it began as five models, but we can now see, for example, from Legionaries, six models is the Elite size. Ignore Custodes, they're, they're a one-off sort of thing. There's something else. Um, so you're looking at six models. That's that's elite. That's one archetype. You've then got the other side, which is vet guard. That's your fourteen models. That's the they swarm the board. Um, if you touch them, you'll kill them. But they still have some AP there. You know they can still do stuff. Uh, and then you've got your middle ground, which is more kind of commandos. You're looking nine, ten models. Those are the three archetypal teams. I I would argue. 
Um, and certainly if you look at the points, you go from the, uh, sorry, the wounds, the vet guard are 7, commanders are 10, um, the marines are 12. There you go. That's, that's essentially the wound distribution there. Um, and so when you're looking at these three archetypal teams, that's probably, again, as we say, you know, pick a team and make your, make your fantasy fit that team first until you reach the outer boundaries of that. Uh, that's, I would pick one of those teams because those are the three archetypes. Um, where did you go next? Because you have a lot of abilities on these yeah, on these so, data sheets. So I was I was looking I was kind of writing these and looking at the Wahapedia page of the 40k unit. Mm. And oh, I was thinking nice. if okay. if they well just just for the the flavoring and the names and everything so it was kind of like a parallel that people could understand. Sure. Um and I was thinking if I've got these four like super elite team essentially mm. I need to make rules that let them either act out of phase or give them extra actions while not being for APL. Okay. So, so take for example on the on the Eversaw we have the killing rampage, which I think the um, legionary butcher can do now as well. Which is if he's killed a guy, he can make another charge of up to the uh, three inches, three inches away, and make another free fight action. And and just just making more action economy, which is uh, something I brought over from D and D. Just just getting more bang for your buck, as it were, for everything you do, you get to do something else, or it's just worth more when you do it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, it, it occurs to me briefly uh, that we probably should have covered the weapons first, but since we went yeah. to abilities, let's finish that. Um, I think abilities are a real tough one. Jason, do you have any thoughts on abilities? Where to start with them? Where to go with them? Where do you come from? Where do you go? Where do you come from? Abilities? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, uh, if you're me, you mostly forget to use half of them on your team. Uh, so that's usually my... Yeah, so... Uh, so uh, uh, I, I mean, from that point of view... Um, if if I were designing a team, I'd make them very simple. Um, but but I think I think in this case they, and, and particularly when we're talking about narrative, we want them to, um, so so you really feel the flavour of these characters, and, and and particularly with this particular type of team that has so much uh, narrative potential because there's so few of them, you get to really write really interesting stories about them. Those those powers need to. What you do on the board needs to come out as a as a story, and 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 I, I kind of think that it's the powers that make that story sort of um, come to life. So that's that's where the key for me, I think, building building the narrative as you're playing the game. So I realise this is difficult, but can you give like a firm example? No. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that would be the answer. That's fine. That's fine. I understand. Uh, no. Do you have, do you have okay. something Not like a, like your locus or something? Like striking from the shadows. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was, sorry, I was thinking of, of the assassin one. But I mean, uh, yeah, so, so I'm playing a Wimbledon team in, in my narrative at the moment. Mm. And, uh, and the, I've really, the characters in it, I think, are the, are the really key things. So I've got the, 
the um, Kellum authors, Shay, this mysterious gunslinger, and he's named his pistols. And the the thing that really comes to mind there is the the heroic. Uh, I've forgotten the name off the top of my head, but the heroic um, thing where he literally you know shoots someone and inspires his comrades. Yes, and that's just a fantastic, uh, you know, bit to write in. It doesn't come off that often because he mm-hmm. you know that you've got to be. It's quite restrictive rules on it, but that's just a fantastic um, a- adding to the narrative for me. That that's just a brilliant one. And um, the, uh, the the Sanctus Sniper that I've got, he's got, got this, um, I think the, the, the thematically he's got a sort of familiar little kind of yeah, the little cre- creature that creeps, that creeps around. And that's kind of like, uh, again, the sort of, it's like, you know, you can write it in as a pet. And I was mm. thinking of, um, if, if, you, if you've ever seen the His Dark Materials, you know, where people have demons in it, it's part of their personality. Yeah, kind of writing it in as something like that, and that's and that's built. It's baked into the rules. That's the kind of like this familiar scurries off, and uh, gets rid of nasty old conceal and cover, which is which is great. Um, yeah, so that, those sort of things it just adds a richness, um, and I think you've got to find your affinity with these with these rules to make them sort of live really. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, obviously, this is what I struggle with about narrative stuff like it's so difficult to codify these things without coming off as over restrictive like for example me talking about the archetypes saying oh pick an archetype okay marines six models 12 wounds well no you don't have to do that like i know i said pick one but no you you can do whatever you want uh so it's so so challenging um and to be honest like this is why i actually don't talk about narrative because I don't know how to codify things. And I don't want to. I, I would hate to for someone to come along and say, Oh, well, I don't understand Kill Team. But I really love narrative. But Glass said, don't do that. Uh, you know, or... And I'm like, well, no, of course do that. Like, so, yes. Whereas tournaments, I could just say, never do this thing. And like it's, 90% it's of people will say, yeah, he's right. Never do that thing. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, that's why I'm struggling so much with this, to be honest with you. Uh, I suppose I really should have let you guys take the lead. <laughs> oh, oh well, well. Either way, I think I think a lot of it is you want you want your models to do on the table what they do in your head. Yes, definitely. And and you want to do that without having a feel bad moment for your for the person who's agreed to play a game with you. Yes, who's agreed to so, give up like four hours of their time because it's not just playing with you it's getting to the venue it's building their models it's like and then setting up getting a drink catching up yeah exactly and and you just want to have fun so so it's because the focus isn't necessarily on winning like not everything has to be super fine-tuned if you are doing homebrew sure and it's Granted, I'm, I'm looking at some of these statues and they are super killies. <laughs> but if you're only running four guys, you want to level that playing field as quickly as you can. So, I'm... Well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really specifically want to critique your... No, 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 I was just looking, looking at what I'd made. But Yeah, yeah. Um, because, like... The... Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was going to bring up one sort of mildly... I don't know if it's a controversial point <laughs> with, with you sort of saying, how do you build balance into your narrative and there's 
I must admit, the first thing that came to my mind was that it, it's it's a lot less important um, yeah, sure. the balance. Um, so, I mean, you know, and, and it has to be for me. I'm frankly, at best, a mediocre player. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, I record all my games. I think I've won thirty percent of them or something like that. So, if if it was all about winning, I basically would have given this up some time ago. Sure. Um, but but to, so to give you, for instance, in, in, in the current campaign that, that we've started, I've, I've uh, won one game and lost two. But the most important thing, more than winning, was could I advance my spec op? And so my focus in each game is, is or my primary focus, I do want to win, but my primary focus is what do I have to do to get my, my story to a conclusion? And, it, right. and, and, and for me, it's usually doing one of my faction tack ops. Okay. Um, so I, I, you know, I do. So, the, so for me, the, the, the tack op sorting round is very key because there's usually one I particularly want to get. Right. And then I focus on that. And and and, and, and if you're making progress on your your narrative, that the spec op uh, progression, winning, you know, sucks, but it's sort of less important. I really feel I'm making progress. Yeah. And uh, it's one thing in our group that's quite interesting. We've got a couple of uh, people coming in with like chaos demons, and um, I'm interested to see how they're going to play against some of the bespoke teams. Okay. But does it matter? You know, like I think as long as the players advancing their story, it's sort of I don't know. To me, it feels less of a worry than it would think, be if we I were think doing you've tournaments. On something there, Jason, where people. <laughs> In match play, certainly, and in tournaments, people are making the most optimum decision at every given moment. And I think your in narrative, your decision making is a bit different because you may be focusing more on I need to accomplish this one tack op first, and then I can do whatever I want for the rest of the game. And and yeah. you're just changing that mindset from winning orient orientated to goal orientated. There could be a couple of different goals during a match. Sure. Oh, and I think I'd add to that with I frequently do things because I think this is going to write up in a cool way. You know, I think when I was playing my vet guard, I used to sort of traditionally have my leader suicidally charge some chaos marine or something because mm. uh, I, I kind of wanted to write him as a heroic idiot, you know, who would just do these things. Um, a bra sorry, a brave, a very brave of uh, noble yeah. soldier for the Imperium. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, but you know, it wouldn't always be. It, it was. It was often to do something because I thought it was cool uh, for the story, rather than you know, if I really, really, really wanted to win. Oh, and the other thing that happens in narrative that I find myself doing that wouldn't be a tournamenty thing or a match play thing is is retreating and hiding at the end because you've got to roll casualty tests. And you don't yeah. really want to your guy get injured and dead. So if you've definitely lost or you're not going to get any more VP or something, then you hide your fellas. Because, right. sure. you know, which I kind of feel almost... Right until the of, death has consequences. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of like you might lose these guys. <laughs> so, I don't know, it has, a, it has several interesting con consequences doing it in, in, in that way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it... It it is obviously we've derailed a little bit because I don't know where to go from there to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Like 
yeah. Like, oh, sorry, sorry. I can I can bring it back. I can bring okay. it back. <laughs> if you do want you don't balance, need to. if you do want balance, uh, there is there are a lot of mechanisms in, in the in in the game. So if someone is has has leveled up their players and they've got battle honors and added more strategic assets, there is a mechanism within the rules that says I think it's for every two. Um, levels up and strategic assets you get an extra com- either an extra command point or two equipment points to spend for that for the next, for that game and that's something it's definitely something and I, you know a game that um sean and i played um last year i think his death guard were on sorry death death watch were on sort of virtually maximum everything <laughs> sure. i know death guard death watch all the same in it um yeah. and and I didn't have any anything leveled up, and I sort of had about twelve extra <laughs> command points to right. to commit. But but by that point, by which point, it got a bit ridiculous. So there is a mechanism there, yeah. but I think you kind of have to use it with a bit of judgment because not all level up powers are equal. Sometimes they're yeah, yeah. mega mega brilliant, and other times they're actually not very useful in the game. Yeah. Um. And and something I'd be interested in your thoughts on generally really which is when somebody's just a better player than someone else and someone you just know someone's a better player yeah is there ways of ha- you know handicapping is informal ways of handicapping so you know i'm surprised this doesn't come up in tournaments or something you know like if you won the last oh, tournament right, right. you're not allowed to play that the top <laughs> team anymore <laughs> yeah or something but i was wondering if, you know if you have a narrative group and you can choose the teams you get Maybe someone who's really good perhaps shouldn't be running Pathfinders or something. Sure. And, uh, but what if that's their narrative? Your what if that's the only thing they enjoy doing? I think we've come full circle. How do we bring balance <sighs> then? If if a good player is running a good team and, and you want to have less of those feel-bad moments... <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean that that was kind of the final thought I had on your on your four man assassins, which is before we jump over to uh, Once Upon a Kill Team's podcast. Um, in that, I think that's a great looking team to go against some teams, but I think against, for example, an elite team, you would wipe the floor with them and they would have a terrible time. But against Vetguard, where they have four team models. I mean, you're still just killing one or two a turn, uh, you know, yep. per, per model. And they're like, oh, I can take that. That's fine. But you're still, you're doing, you're being just as killy into a Marine as you are into a Vet Guard, right? You're still taking a model off the board. And the Marine t- guy is like, oh, this is, yeah, this is overpowered, mate. I, there's literally nothing I can do with the, with what you've given them. Whilst the yep. Vet Guard's like, oh, you killed one of my troopers. Great. I'm going to melt you. That's like, Ah, right, yeah, okay. But how do you balance that? It's almost like, and obviously this would be too much, This, this don't do this, but you'd almost have to have, right, this is my assassin team that I play against Vetguard, and this is my assassin team that I play against Marines. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm, that's weird, but yeah. It sounds like the issue is that Marines need better rules. That is then... possibly true, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is it me that's writing the rules wrong? No, wait, uh, it's wait the game. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> awesome. Okay, uh, well... Look. Yes, Jason? 
Oh no, I was, I was, I was just going to go with the um, when you read any any books or whatever about marines, they're always these like charging into unbelievable odds and winning and doing heroic stuff. And then when we play them in kill team, they uh, they sneak behind buildings, they barely poke their nose out at anything, mm. uh, they retreat behind stuff, which feels more real, but doesn't feel very like they are in the books. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got to say, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of certain Black Library books. Some I think are terrible, and the ones I think are terrible are the ones with Marines. I think they never get written well, they're dumb. But, I'm currently on a little bit of an Imperial Guard kick, and they just feel so much more narrative. You know? And I think, oddly, you know what, I've, got on, I've gone off on a complete tangent. I don't know where I'm going. I'm about, to start, I'm about to start talking about how good running away is and cowardice, which a Marine would never do. A Marine, like, is there any book where a Marine says, oh, I'm scared, I'm going to run away and leave my squad to die? Well, they do know no fear, so that's a real tricky one. That is a tough one. Um, I've, yeah. I recently completed reading the Death Watch Omnibus, and... Okay. Because they go out in their squads of six yes. and do this mission that's against all the odds. If they lose one or two, they will go and regroup and reassess. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Sometimes. But or the not last guy will scared. go and plant. Not because they're scared, because suddenly they don't have all the tools okay. to okay. problem solve with. They need to reassess. But sometimes they just go, the last guy runs in with his bag full of melter charges and says, well, everyone else is dead. Yeah. Classic Marines, classic Marines. <laughs> um, but for example, like I'm reading, um, I, I just finished, well, a while ago I, I read Assassinorum uh, Kingmaker. That was good. I'd recommend that. I, I thought that was nice. Uh, and then I read something that I've just forgotten. Uh, and now I've just moved on to, oh no, I read uh, Gazkol, Prophet of the War. Oh yeah, how'd you find it? Really good, actually. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah, I'd recommend that to anyone. Uh, audiobook, to be clear. Um, I, yeah, I I would thoroughly recommend it. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Xenos in general, so it's nice to just get away from boys and their bolters, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, really good. And I've just moved on to Katachan Devils, which is the second in the Astrum Meditarum series that they're doing a new astro it's just it's just titled astro minotaurum the first one was steel tread which was billed as a group of uh, imperial guard misfits uh that pilot a lehman rust demolisher go to war there you go and i was like oh yeah I'll, I'll read that and the second in that series is catachan devils where a group of catachans go head to head with a group of commandos in a, in a jungle um, I'm like, oh yeah, it sounds fun. And um, I, I, I've only just started that. It's alright so far. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying them. But, as I was saying, you can get that far more interesting narrative of this guy, you don't know he's there to the last man. You know? Like, he might run. He might be, he might be a traitor. Like, and you just don't get that with certain factions. I don't know. I, I don't know why I suddenly went off on that tangent. Yeah. Uh, I like the uh, come for the kill team, stay for the book club. Yes, you know I read enough books that I could do that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't need adeptus ridiculous. We we can listen to vantage point. Uh, let's do that. Yeah. Sure. Um, 
Anyway, let's go over and talk on Once Upon a Kill Team. But first, let's say goodbye on uh, Vantage Point here. So, uh, do you guys want to plug yourself finally and say goodbye? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, you can find me on Instagram at uberstratamanks. Uh, and you can find the podcast itself at Once Upon a Kill Team. The two are somewhat linked, so if you find one, you'll find the other if you're interested in that at all. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on Instagram as Citizen Disco, uh, occasionally on Reddit as Citizen Disco. And uh, yeah, I uh, hope you, um, if you want more of this narrative nonsense, you can check out our podcast. Available on all good podcasting streams. Excellent. And Spotify. <laughs> and Spotify, yeah. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Uh, okay, well, thank you very much for coming along and doing this. Um, you know, I'm sure we could natter on about narrative rules for ages there's so much you can do, do with it but then uh at the same time you, i don't know where i'm going with this sentence so i'm just going to stop uh thank you very much for coming <laughs> on guys uh thank you very much for everyone that is uh in the twitch chat and saying hello right now um thank you to everybody that's listening on the podcast and thanks to everybody that is watching this as a video for my patrons afterwards uh, with that said, uh, a goodbye to you. And if you're interested in more narrative, obviously go to Once Upon a Kill Team, where I we are literally about to go and record an episode right now. So thank you, everyone, and goodbye. Do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.